Good morning, Eugene. Hey, good morning. So tell me, how do you feel today? Um, I feel okay. I feel like the rain's messing with me a little. Hmm. You're sensitive to the rain? I think so. But I also haven't thought about it too long, so... Interesting. Well, why don't we? Um, why don't you tell me about how people should be taking care of themselves? <laughs> like, you know, actually exercising or eating right or all of it. Uh-huh. So, I feel like I've developed my health opinions over time, and they're evolving as as most things are. But I think it's interesting that people are trying to be healthy and. They, they want this idea of health. But in reality, I think that we have kind of little control over what happens to us. We just have some sort of influence. And you could try your best. You could set yourself up for success. But I don't think that people have that much control over sort of what happens to them. And once I sort of, I don't know, like accepted it, but... Once I thought about it that way, it makes me feel less guilty that I did something wrong when something like with my body bad happens. So I have like arthritis and some asthma and a lot of like COVID, I think, brought this up where you would have this guilt if you ever got COVID. And especially in like sort of liberal progressive circles where everyone's wearing masks, everyone's really careful. Lots of those people also got COVID. And I thought that was an interesting turn because the people that were shaming others for, you know, not wearing masks or following whatever the government was saying, it it's like not guaranteed. So you yeah. do have some influence. You can you can be safer, you could you can do whatever you, it is that you think is healthy. But it's like bad stuff still happens, and I feel like it's important to not guilt or shame yourself first. And I think once you stop shaming yourself, you can stop shaming others. And by shame, I mean sort of like this passive, constant judgment of others. I don't think anyone's like actually concerned about other people. They just you know have this feeling, and it's also okay to have feelings. <laughs> but... I feel very similar that you have like influence. You should, you should do whatever it is you want to do, but I think it's a personal choice. And when others project something onto others, expecting them to act a certain way, I think it's important to like step back and see what you're doing for yourself and kind of let, let other people alone. Um, I guess, I mean, I felt always felt like kind of like back and forth between, you know, health and, you know, not, not, not caring about it, but more like not going crazy about that. I mean, there are certain things when, you know, um, it's easy to, I guess, stick to them, but at the same time, um, at the same time, you kind of, like you said, you don't have any control over your health necessarily 100%. Like, I think there is some control that you do exercise and things like that. But I think the most important part is being happy. Huh. Um, at least that's kind of how I see it. If 
you exercise because and you feel miserable, that's not great. Yeah. I mean, I'm in this weird point where I, I obviously care a lot about what other people think. I feel like I'm sort of social and I, and I want to be social and I want to like interact with people. And that requires a certain amount of self-awareness, but I was always kind of bad at it. And, and now I'm going through this transition where it's not that I don't care. It's that I am more focused on like allowing people to have opinions and, you know, say whatever it is that they're saying, but not necessarily reacting or doing anything about it. Like I can just sit with a conversation or an opinion that someone had without like defending what I'm doing. It's like someone tells me, Hey, you should be healthier. You should, you know, I don't know, drink water and exercise. I can be like, great, you know, interesting take. And I, I feel this freedom to, you know, acknowledge that, you know, someone feels some way, but there's not necessarily an action that I'm like going to take. So like I have, you know, various health problems, but I think it's okay to sort of just go with it and like, I'll figure it out on my own. Um, I mean, I think that there's definitely things that you should be doing. And the problem that I see is like, you know, like you mentioned arthritis, asthma and stuff like that, but you're not even 30. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I guess in your teens and twenties, you think that you're immortal or whatever. Um, you just don't think too hard. I guess, uh, I guess. Um, but there comes a point where the problem is that if you have anything as serious as let's say asthma or um, arthritis, it doesn't get better with age. It gets no, worse. No, it gets worse. Mm -hmm. Yep. A lot worse, and then it's sort of um, what's the word um, gradual. So you don't notice dramatic changes, let's say in a year, but it gets a little bit worse, a little bit worse, and then you know, unfortunately, your ability to recover also gets worse with age. I don't think anyone's going to recover. Um. <laughs> well. Um, so here's the thing. So with, with body, you need to know that there's, for example, there are certain, uh, certain, I guess, organs, certain cells, um, that regenerate, um, that regenerate, let's say liver cells regenerate every three months or whatever, like completely brand new cells in your liver in three months. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and other organs kind of have something similar. I don't know what the um, um, timeline is for, for that regeneration or whatever. For other organs, I just happen to know the liver one. And um, I feel like it's, it, you know, if you know that, you can make a little better choices. And I don't, like, uh, you know, when people go, like, vegan or whatever, I don't necessarily think that, good to do that without really understanding what's happening in your body. And a lot of times, so 
um, a lot of, so I have a colleague who in his, I guess, late forties and early fifties got diabetes. Um, and it's, you know, it's okay. Meaning it's, I guess, easy, easier to be managed when it's, when it appears so late in life, um, because it doesn't progress as fast as like someone who's a child and gets diabetes, for example. So this person, he has been to a bunch of doctors and wasn't able to really understand how to manage. He did not want to, you know, to use insulin. I mean, there are different types of diabetes, one that you don't really have a choice. The other one that you do have a choice and, and you just need to kind of monitor it all the time. So this person, he actually went and he got certified in uh, nutrition um, for himself and basically got his sugar under control with, you know, and keeps it under control. He doesn't even have to like, you know, finger stick or wear a device or whatever. Got it under control fairly easily with just being on a on keto diet. For him, that worked. He, you know, he tried a couple of different things and and keto worked really well. So unfortunately, you know, American medicine does not practice kind of a holistic, wholesome approach to your health. It's more like, oh, this hurts, here's a pill for that. This hurts, here's a pill, here's a pill for that. Nobody really tells you, okay, if you want to be healthy, start doing this, this, and this. Start eating better. Start Stop eating sugar. Stop eating corn or whatever, you know, whatever it may be. And, um, I feel like that's part of the problem too. Well, on the one hand, there are a lot of um, sort of doctors that have financial stakes in companies and motivations to give out prescriptions. But I feel like in America, it's very sort of market driven. And you as an individual can sort of pick your own medical team. So when I you know, develop some sort of thing that I don't understand. I choose, you know, <laughs> which professional I go to. And I feel like the responsibility to like your provider and understand your own health is your responsibility. And it's not on the government or the doctor or anyone really to make sure that you're okay. It, I feel like it is very much on the person. So if someone wants to go to a doctor and take pills for, uh, I don't know, asthma, I think that's their choice. And I feel like the the freedom to choose and the responsibility should stay with the individual. And, you know, doctors have licenses and they have things that they have to do, but I think ultimately it's an individual choice. And the person with the issue is responsible for handling it whatever way they see it. And if they don't like the results or they don't like their doctor or they don't like the medical system, it's sort of like the responsibility is on you to change it. And if someone's doing something and you don't agree, like like, a, like you trying to you know, diagnose or help out some other person, I don't think that's entirely useful because, yeah, like... I have arthritis, I have asthma, and obviously I'm talking to the people that I feel are, you know, appropriately handling my symptoms or conditions. And sort of the job of other people is to, you know, share their opinions, share their experiences, but not necessarily to 
impose. So, you know, sure. I think it's useful to know that some people get into nutrition, some people get into alternative style treatments, but I, I'm like hesitant to argue with people that are doing something for themselves that they think is working. But I'm also super hesitant to adopt something for myself that I don't understand. So when I talk to my doctors, they're they're kind of my employees or contractors where I use them for information. And once I feel confident that I understand or I want to proceed with a treatment, I do it. But obviously, I have way more information than like a family member that I explain my situation to. So when I you know, share something about myself, it's not really asking for an opinion or like a value judgment or anything like that. It's just me sharing a story. And if I needed help, obviously, you know, I'd reach out. But I think a lot of times I'm telling stories just to share. And I think it's okay to sort of leave it at that. (laughs) That's interesting. I mean, here's the thing. So I think that everyone should take some care about their health, like make better choices, you know, pay attention to what their body's signaling and that kind of stuff. That's kind of, but you know, I'm not ashamed that to you're say having, that. <laughs> like, I feel like it's weird that you're having an opinion about like someone else's health that you know less than them about. <laughs> I mean, again, I don't know a lot about my own health. And I think that a lot of people saying that they do know stuff and they have solutions aren't being entirely honest. So my, like my doctors, they don't, pretend to have solutions it's more of a conversation and they present options and we talk about it and it's very much like an explanatory situation where i tell them what i'm feeling and they're like okay in my experience this is what i usually do here are some options and we discuss what's better and you know side effects and trade-offs but like ultimately it's a it's like a relationship between patient and like provider or doctor and like i think that it's okay to have like an evolving medical strategy or to do different things as like the condition progresses i absolutely but um the problem is that nobody cares about your health except for you realistically well, a lot of people speaking. care a lot of people have opinions and they say things no. like you should exercise more or you should eat healthier. Which... Hold on a minute. <laughs> Having opinions is not caring. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Okay. That's how it is. Um, you know, so I'll tell you a little bit, I mean, something that you know about me, but um, so I grew up in the Soviet Union and the word Soviet means advice. Um, so, you know, people from the Soviet Union, former Soviet Union, um, Russia, and other uh, surrounding uh, um, countries typically love to give advice. Mm -hmm. So when when I came to the U.S., I actually loved the fact that in New York specifically, not sure about the rest of the country, but in New York, nobody cares and everybody minds their own business. That was a breath of fresh air for me. Um, and, but then you do get 
kind of relationships, you know, like friends, close family, whatever, where everyone not necessarily cares per se. Like, yes, they care about what happens to you and stuff like that. But it's more like, do like me and you're going to be great, that kind of stuff. That's, you know, not it's not how it's supposed to work, but some most of the time it's good intentions and everything. But um, I feel like that, you know, that advice that what you talked about, you know, kind of being judged sometimes and being kind of um, told what to do, that kind of stuff. I think it just has to, the focus has to shift a little bit. It has to change the way people give sort of not advice, whatever, opinion slash advice to other people about their health should change. And, you know, obviously, you know, we have this protection, privacy protection, right? You can't ask a person about their health. You can't tell other people if someone has cancer, if they work for you, their employer or whatever, because that's their choice, whether they want people to know or not. So I found it interesting that, you know, still, even in New York, even though people generally don't care and don't get involved in whatever it is that you're doing and give you kind of more freedom than anywhere else in the world, at least that's how it feels, you still will find yourself in situations where everybody has an opinion about your health. And it does not mean, at least I don't think it does, that they really care, deeply care about what happens to you. No, and their opinions are, you know, very quick, so even like now we can talk about like a topic, but like I have longer like opinions about it because I've had a lot of time to you know, think about it, sit with it. And what I understand about like my condition is also kind of limited and I'm supposedly the one that has the most information. So when other people have an opinion, it's fine, obviously. And I try not to like want other people to change. I sort of see what's happening and then the change has to happen on my side. So before I would get, you know, defensive or frustrated when someone tells me something about my health or what I should be doing. And then I realized that I was doing the same thing. They want me to change and I sort of want them to change to like, you know, stop talking to me. And that's, that's also sort of an error. And now I'm realizing where, like, yeah, someone can give me their opinion. And it is on me to, you know, receive it in whatever way it's presented. And then, like, no action needs to be taken. So something like, I think that you should drink a certain cups, like a certain number of water. Great. You know, thanks for sharing. And you should. <laughs> yeah. And and then you can just leave it. And that's I think the magic of this like self where yeah, no one's no one's going to like force you into something and they might judge you that you're doing the wrong things, but ultimately it's on you to sort of deal. So, yeah, I'm okay with getting advice. I'm okay with like someone thinking I'm not living the healthiest or most productive life lifestyle, but that's okay. Like, I don't think those are my goals and like my goals and values don't have to match other people's. Um, that's absolutely true. So I think the bottom line here is that <clears throat> we should all be mindful of the kind of the participation quote unquote that we exercise in other people's health 
that's kind of one I think that at least I am more aware of and um, obviously nobody likes to be told what to do, right? Um, so that's something that absolutely has to, everyone has to adapt, adapt, adopt. Um, but the other thing is sometimes when you don't participate, when you don't say anything, it sounds like, or it looks like you don't care. And sometimes people need to be not told what to do, but more like given ideas of, of what else can be done, what else can happen, what else is possible. Yeah, I think it's super important to sort of broaden your perspective or exposure to ideas. And yeah, if I learn about some sort of new health trend, it's interesting to sort of turn it over in my brain and think about it and maybe even try it out. And that's fine. Like, I'm happy to have learned about, you know, people that are vegan, people that are vegetarian, all the different, you know, fad diets. And I've tried some just for fun to see how it would be like. But uh, yeah, I'm happy to get the exposure, but I do, I have started to protect myself from feeling the burden to sort of immediately do someone else's advice. Um, and, and that's how it should be. Whoops. That's the mic. Um, that's how it should be. You should always, I think, I guess, well, I guess the problem is that I see is that people jump into either following advice, whether it's doctors or other people's or whatever, without really thinking for themselves. And so, for example, I don't know if I told you about this, but like, um, my dad, you know, had cancer and, um, immediately once, you know, once he was diagnosed, he changed his diet. Then, you know, a friend of, not a friend, but like someone we know also got cancer around the same time, a little later in the U S and he was not a doctor, um, actually happened to be an architect and he was not told to adjust his diet. Um, because doctors, oncology doctors, physicians and, and stuff, they don't, they take the, the approach, oh, it's not my job to tell you, you know, because it's, I'm not a dietitian or whatever, but it's common sense. So cancer grows on like sugar and that sugar comes from <clears throat> regular sugar. So fruits, you know, fruits and whatever, I don't know if vegetables have sugar or not. They probably do. Uh, dairy. So lactose is sugar, carbs of all kinds, um, because they burn as sugar in your body. So basically cancer grows on sugar. And if you keep eating the way you have been, if you don't change your diet dramatically, your chances for recovery are very different or your quality of life is very different too. This is where we inform the audience that we're not actually doctors and these are not medical opinions. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what my dad, so my dad said, you know, he was a doctor. And so once he was kind of diagnosed and things like that, he actually changed his diet dramatically. And because of that, he's like, he got diagnosed with stage four colon cancer, right? His projected life expectancy was 30 months. He lived double that, partially Mm -hmm. due to diet and also partially due to chemo treatments and kind of breaks in chemo and things like that. 
So for me, you know, when I think about health and when I think about you needing to care for yourself and things like that, I think that it's important to, if something like that happens, to find out everything you can, whether it's traditional medicine, alternative medicine, everything, and they then make decisions, um, you know, informed decisions and run them by the doctor if you're not a doctor and that kind of stuff. I feel like that's a great approach, especially with something like, you know, a terminal disease um, and all other things too. And here's the thing. So being, you know, fat or being unhealthy is hard. It's really hard. Like it affects your joints. It's effect, it affects everything. It affects your metabolism, but also being fit is hard. So you have to choose your hard, I think. Yeah. And I think people sort of make that decision for themselves and there are different trade-offs with you know both approaches and there's other ones so if someone chooses to for example change their diet for some sort of outcome that they want you know obviously good they're entitled to <laughs> to whatever it is that they want but that doesn't mean that that's going to work for everyone and it also doesn't mean that everyone wants the same things so like you said that the ultimate goal is like sort of happiness. That's not really my goal like right now. I don't I don't like think about this like pursuit of happiness thing and I also think that it's okay for me to be like that. Like I think it's fine. Like I think I can feel any way I want. You should start getting happier. Yeah. <laughs> I think they have pills for that. <laughs> Well, mm-hmm. speaking of advice. <laughs> yeah. All right, Eugene, good talking to you. Yep, see you.